Hey there, buddy. What are you doing? What's up there, brother? Well, you know, <laughs> it's Thursday. Hello, everyone out there in Internet Radio Land. It's what's the last thing you watched on YouTube Thursday? I've got a really cool one, but we're going to wait till the end of the program for me to reveal exactly what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, it's very interesting. I was talking to Ramundes the Bull. The Bull. The, 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 the mythology must endure. Uh, spoke with him uh, today. He, actually, he said that he had actually checked out episode 69 of the show. Okay. He gave it a listen, man. And uh, according to Ramundes the Bull, I run my yak too much. <laughs> he's wow. like, he's like, you, you, you talk like you, you talk the whole time. You talk like five minutes and he talks like 30 seconds. <laughs> and of course, now I'm working with uh I'm working with my daughter's boyfriend, Cody. He's over at the boatyard. And he says, uh, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, once Jim starts talking, you, you, can't, you can't get him to stop. He just keeps talking. So apparently you need to do more talking, JB. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you remember the movie Major League? Mm-hmm. And, and the, call, the play-by-play is just a bit outside. Right, yep. Uh, Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. Know, who yeah. was a, a Budweiser fan. Yes, uh, indeed. And where, oh, must have given me the good seats. Right, I must, be down, I'm, I must be down in the front row. <laughs> Sir, uh, are you sure you're in the row? Oh, I must be in the front row. Well, yeah. and, and then, you know, he. for those of you who don't know who Bob Euchre was, he was actually a baseball player that was just really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He was sort of the Chris Collinsworth of uh, oh, of uh, baseball. There's a guy, you know. There's a guy that people. Pe- I, I I have I have yet to I have yet to talk with someone who's genuinely a Chris Collinsworth fan. Dude, you know, um, yeah, he's not good. No, like, he's not. He's I don't not know. A- I don't know what he has done to, like continue to get his contract i have no idea i you know you know what i think it is to be honest with you man i think it is that the because he's what sunday night football yes uh those evening games those prime time games the networks really hold those those broadcasts dear and yes, they're, and they're, even so that they flex, they do a flex yes. schedule. Like, hey, this this game's going to be more important, so let's give them the max right. amount of time. Absolutely, like if they think that the game that's that's scheduled to be played in the evening is going to be some you know washout or meaningless pro, you know meaningless competition, then they're like, well, we're going to switch the schedule around so that we can put on a game that you know people actually want to watch. So, and I know based at least on uh, Monday Night Football. God knows, man. I mean, they they had the same lineup for Monday Night Football for years and years. Yep. Uh, and it was great. O.J. Simpson was on Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, <laughs> how would Cosell? Welcome to Monday Night Football. I mean, and people and, and there's another guy that people either loved or freaking hated. Uh, 
nevertheless, he's an icon in sports broadcasting, which I think that that's a whole other thing. Uh, The Howard Cosell thing to me, and this is honestly why I actually enjoyed having like Tony Kornheiser on uh, Monday Night Football because I, I really, I think there are times where I really feel like we have, we as viewers, as fans, have lost our appreciation of the genuine sports journalist. Someone who, like, there seems to be this, this, this prerequisite in modern day sports broadcasting that you have to have been a player of the game in order to truly appreciate the game. Yeah. Uh, and no so, yeah i don't think well i mean I you think... you could uh, and i get you know you you have your joe bucks i get it you know uh but, but he's but he's the, the he's the color commentator mm-hmm. you know because you you have okay you have keith jackson whoa right. nelly like the right. voice of college football but he was on i i think he was on monday night football howard yeah. cosell and then uh Frank Gifford was on there forever. Oh, yeah. He was on there forever, man. Uh, Don Meredith. Yep. Um, you know, you you have you have that sports guy, the guy who played the sports on there as your the validity, right? You know, like this is what I'm saying is valid. But again, you know, uh, Joe Namath was on there. I mean, they've had tons. Well, you know, you and I had you know last football season. Uh, you and I had some pretty lengthy conversations and I know people around the nation were about the legitimacy of Tony Romo as a broadcaster. And I know that there were a lot of people, again, this was one of those guys that, you know, that got put on the air and people either loved him or they were like, Oh my God, I can't stand him. And I was never a Tony Romo fan. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, he was one of those guys that was, I don't know, man. He, he was, uh, uh, what is, what is the term I'm, I'm thinking of the, in, in, in like art, in like uh, literature, you know, he's the, the, the failing hero, you know, that, that type of character. I don't, I don't remember what the phrase is that's used in liter in, in literature for it, but literature. Um, the literature. Um, but he, you know, there was part of, there was, you know, there was part of me that you, you rooted for the guy because you had seen him get kicked in the nuts so many times <laughs> so that you many were, times. you were just like, dude, you know, I'm not saying go out and win a Super Bowl, man, but good Lord, like every time this dude, every, every time that the rug would get yanked out from under his feet, man, it was just in the most brutal fashion. And you couldn't help but feel terrible for him. And the, all the while, he's getting broken to pieces. I mean, all these back injuries that he had, but then they put him in the booth. And for me personally, I thought he was awesome. In the booth? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I hope, I think, I think he would be a good coach someday. Maybe. I, I think, I so. don't know if he wants to, I don't know if he would, and maybe he would be I'm because not sure he's, he's a, he's a, he's a student of the game. Like, right. 
like as far as NFL IQ goes, yeah. like dude, he is he is way up there. He was not, you know, that good of of a like athletic prowess. He was not right. dude, no way. No yeah. way. He was literally like that Brett Favre uh, uh who else? Uh John Elway like I'm yeah. not going to hit the weights too much. You know what I mean? Like, right. Sure. He's not Tom Brady. Cause you know, and that, and I think that's one of the things that's going on with the NFL now is that the, the season is one in the off season. Sure. And your preparation and your food and your workouts, all that, that's when the season is one. And if, if anybody has proven that to be true as, as far as being a player is concerned is Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, longevity and whatnot. But yeah, like, you know, uh, I'm just looking up some stats here. Where do you think, if you're going to place top 20 most passing yards, that where do you think Joe Montana falls in the top 20? Oh, man. Top 20 passing yards. And, and we know, like, Breeze and Brady are right at the top. Right, battling it out because they're still playing. But what do you think, Joe Montana? Montana, Montana. Uh, in the top twenty, God, I would probably say I would probably say maybe thirteen. Okay. Are you now about to tell me that he's not even in the top twenty? <laughs> number number thirteen is Fran Tarkington. Oh wow! Okay. We'll do one more, and then I'll tell you. It's not 13. Okay. So you want me to guess again? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, put on uh, another number out there. Okay, uh, 18. I'm going to go further down the list, since obviously it's not any higher than 13. Matt Stafford, number 18, and it's not number 18. Joe Montagna. Montagna. Is number 20 with 40,000 passing yards. Okay. For a career, but... Up. And Tom Brady, 79,000 yards and 76,000, respectively. Well, okay. When, how, old was, how old was Joe Montana when he retired? He played from 79 to 94. So, so 15 years. Yeah. And Breeze, Breeze and Brady are 19 and 20 years, respectively. Yeah. And, well, I think that that's more of a – I don't – Again, and you and I have had long conversations about this offline, but I mean, I think that that that, that I, I do not minimize the statement that that makes with regard to athletic ability and all the rest of that stuff. But I think that that also definitely speaks to and I think you would agree with this. I would think anybody who's really been a student of the game would agree with this, that it is a, it is a, a greater statement about how the game of football has changed. So why I wanted to bring that point up is that the 10 years that Tony Romo played, because the first three years, he did not play a single game. Mm -hmm. But from 2006 to 2016, that man had 34,000 yards passing in 10 years. Right. So – he was only 6,000 yards or two seasons behind Joe Montana. Right. Uh, before with what I would say 
and and in 2016 season is the season where he got hurt in in preseason and Dak took over. So really in nine years, thirty-four thousand yards. Right. And he was hurt in twenty fifteen. He only he only played four games in twenty fifteen. So it's like eight seasons, thirty four thousand yards passing. Right. So yeah, you ha- and and what we said before, he's not. He was not the most a- athletic, but he he was of the of the Brett Favre. You know, I'm just gonna fucking throw it. Gunslinger. He was a gunslinger, which made him super exciting. And then he was just, he used his brain. Yeah. And I think that's why he's, you know, what's the one thing that people say when you talk about Tony Romo as a a broadcaster, what do they say? Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, what I have said. I mean, what I have said is that, I mean, what I really appreciate, appreciate about him as a broadcaster is that he, in my mind, is the first player, the first quarterback to be brought into the broadcast booth in years and years and years who is truly of this newest generation of professional quarterbacks. His understanding and his perception of what happens in the game is of the level of, of guys who are out there today hooking and jabbing on the field. And their understanding as, as professional-level starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And that is not the perspective that you're going to get from Chris Collinsworth. Right. Not that he, he was a wide receiver. But, a really well, he was wide a wide receiver, receiver but he's <laughs> not even good. Like, but but I, he, he, Tony Romo makes all of these other guys look like dinosaurs. He makes Troy Aikman look like a dinosaur. Well, have you ever seen like, dude? I swear nah, to God, yeah, I know when you when yeah. you when you look at Troy Aikman, it, it looks like he's been smoking a blunt. Like his mm. eyes are all red. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He always looks like he overslept or something. But you know, I mean, it's just, but it's it's Aikman's understanding of the game, his appreciation for what is happening in the moment. I mean. You know, watching Tony Romo, and I, I know this is probably starting to sound like a schlock. I would say even Steve Young, because Steve Young is still, I think he's still. Even Steve Young. Even Steve Young. I, I mean, when you, when you listen to Tony Romo doing a live, you know, a live broadcast, and he is telling you what's going to happen on the field before it happens. Yeah. And then you see it happen. And then You're he like, goes back crazy. and explains. Yeah, like he. I mean, he's even saying it in the moment. He's like, "Oh, he's he's like, you know, the 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 teams will line up right before the play, and I'll be like, and that guy's in motion. We see the two guys at the top, and he and and so and so, the quarterback sees that, and the ball's going to go down to the left. The ball's going to go to the bottom of the screen, and boom, that's exactly what happens. And you're like, dude, and if you didn't know that he was a quarterback, if you didn't know that this man, I mean, if you never like really watched professional football before you would swear to God that he had precognition, but you would, you'd be like, how did he know that that was going to happen? Cause he just said it was going to happen. And it did like every time it happens. And it's purely because he's, I mean, what you're, what you're experiencing 
you know, what you're experiencing when you listen or when you're watching the game and you're listening to him, you are spending time in the film room with Tony Romo breaking down in live, in, in real time, what's going to happen with, with the game Be- purely because he can read what's happening with formations and player sets and stuff. And that's nobody. No, who the hell else does that? Yeah. There's n- nobody that does that. And I think that's what sets him apart again. I know he can get really like like he can get really enthusiastic sometimes, and I think that sort of drives some people nuts. So so okay, in in reverse, when they had freaking uh, Chucky, um, he's Chucky. he's coaching Las Vegas now. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, you're talking about freaking uh, God damn! I know, right? Go. Like, why can't I think of his name? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna sit over here and I'm gonna sit over here and I'm gonna scat while you look it up. John Hey, all right. But when they had when they had, I didn't have to look it up. I remember I used my brain. Okay. Okay. But when they had Gruden, right? Like I, I loved his little segments. I, dude, I liked Gruden. And he would sit down with the quarterback. Hey, what's going on here? Okay, we got this pass over here. Like, yeah, X Y Z split alpha croc dog, you know, right. hot dog. <laughs> like, right, right, dragon. Dra- hey, well, this is yeah. my dragon play. Like, what the fuck? Like, uh huh. What? <laughs> well, it's, well, yeah, dude. I mean, I like John Gruden as a bro- as as a, a broadcaster. I mean, again, this was a. And I mean, obviously, he's just he's gotten back into coaching in the past couple of years, but this was a Super Bowl winning head coach. Well, and some people say he was just given him; it was given to him. But whatever, I'm just saying, that Tony. It, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm saying he's not Pat Summerall. He's not John Madden. He's not again. He's not some dinosaur. You know, you can tell whether you, you know, and again, much like with Romo, you know, uh, Gruden can get very animated. But you know something? To me, that demonstrates his real passion for the game. He loves the game of football. Yeah. And, And furthermore, beyond football, he just loves competition. You know, he sees those two guys, whoever they may be, linemen or or receiver, you know, defensive back. He sees those one-on-one matchups, and he loves that shit, man. You know, seeing that one dude freaking, you know, that one guy takes that step and totally jukes the other guy, or, or you know, the, the lineman, you know, the defensive lineman comes in and does make some move, and, you know, and, dude, Gruden would go crazy for that shit. I mean, I don't know. Like I well, said, it's, some it's, people are... it's the player, like Romo, versus the coaching aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, what was one of the funniest things that 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 Madden was known for that he brought up? Do you know? No. Like he would uh, he would always comment on like the linemen and like oh yeah you the, go through the, and go boom this but the go sweat boom. going oh, down yeah, yeah. from their from their crack you know like right. oh this, this, this guy right here you know like <laughs> look at that they're working out there like oh my god. It's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. I had like a, I say, and when I was in college, uh, my my next door neighbor, 
I was like, what the fuck is going like it is so loud. Like, what is he listening to? There's no ga- it's it's Thursday. There's no games going on. And so I go next door. Gun, 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 gun. Hey Matt. Hey man, is is there a game on or something? And he's like, he's like, no, I'm I'm just practicing. And he would go and he 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 brought me in and he showed me like how he practiced. Like he would have video tapes, VHS tapes, people <laughs> of, of of basketball games, and then he would practice color commentating on those games, right? Because he was a really because Mizzou is is very much known so uh, so as a journalism and not oh, just okay. written. Like they have a deal broadcast with local, journalism. yeah, broadcast too. So they have a written deal with radio stations and TV television where people that's what they want to do. And they practice doing weather and sports and, you know, stories, all that crap. Right. And so that's what he wanted to do. And I was like, Oh, that that's cool. And I just sat there for like 20 minutes, you know, as he's, he's got headphones on, he's got a microphone and he's just watching the game and going through the game. And then he has old school, you remember when you printed out from a computer and you had to tear the the circular oh, yeah. things off the sides, you know? Yeah. Print out oh, yeah. stats. And he would oh, go geez. he would have them highlighted like, oh yeah, and Jamal was uh two of eighteen on Dude, but three. that's what that is. So that's what that uh, fast yeah. forward. Fast forward. Okay, that was in nineteen ninety three. Fast forward to two thousand and 10 i'm in the navy i we have a recruiting tour that's in my college town and we're staying there and who is commentating the games <laughs> for university no of Missouri? is that really fucking dude <laughs> that's cool man i was like what is going on that is awesome yeah <laughs> it really it really is i mean it, it really is a skill i can see you know I could see how that that's something that would require practice. Well, and it, I mean, it's, just it's people's voices, right? So, right. you know, I don't know if many people know this or not, but you have, you, you know, if you want to share, but I'm just going to throw it out there anyways. You, 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 you took a voiceover class, right? Right. Yep. And, and I'm in a class right now where I had to read something for the class and and the instructor was like, you know, you have a really good voiceover voice. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah. And and it's a skill. You took the class. I've never taken a class, but you took class. But it's a skill, is it not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's um, and th- when I took the class, I think one of the most interesting things was the fact that it, the class was given. Our instructor was a guy who has been in the voice business for like 20, at least when I took the class, which was a couple of years ago. I mean, he had been in the business for like 23 years or something, and he does everything. I mean, he does radio commercials. He does voiceovers for cartoons. I mean, you name it, he does it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting it's interesting when you take this type of class, uh, the the sort of techniques that he taught us were things that I had never even comprehended 
before I took the course. Uh, probably the greatest thing was always smile when you're reading your your script. Always smile, no matter what. I mean, even if it's something really heavy that you're reading, because you'll do these commercials where everything is way down low and, you know, my family was struck by blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like that type of, and there's different types of voiceover work. There's things like that that are like that type of thing that I just, you, you know, riffed on is what they refer to as a testimonial. Like you are speaking as if you are this person, you know, Blue Cross and Blue Shield really, you know, really served my family well, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and that usually requires you sort of dropping your voice a little bit. If it's some sort of thing, you know, where I'm trying to be very endearing to people, uh, you know, whatever, Maine Medical Center, that's where you go to get real professional care, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. What was the one? Uh, was there a grocery store? Oh, yeah. Th- th- and that's a, um, God, it was a Kroger. It was for Kroger. Kroger. And it was like, but you turn your voice up, all of a sudden your voice gets really high and you've got this smile on your face. This week at Kroger, you can get blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's like there's energy to it. Tostitos, chips, two for a Yes, and there's always three. That's the rule of three. There's always three things. This week at Kroger, you can get Tostitos tortilla chips for $3.99. Or you can get, you know, whatever, pork loin and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's like there's always these three things you read. There's this, and then there's this, so, and there's this. Like, so do one for the, for the, for the boat place you work at. What would, what would be a special? Oh, geez. I don't mean. We're having a barnacle We're blowout. We're having a barnacle <laughs> blowout. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, geez. Come say hi to Ray. Yeah, it would be like. Ray. Ramundo the bull. Ramundo the bull. Come say hi to Ramundo. your oil. Right, exactly. Yes. Yes. Dude, you know. You got it. You know what I'm saying? You're like, that's like, this week at Bamforth Marine, come down and get our barnacle blowout. Come down and meet Ramundo the bull. You can get your boat shrink wrapped in storage for only $6.99. There you Like something like that. You know. Need, need your bilges blow up, blown out? Right. Your bilge is right, right. Need a bilge pump? Do you need regular work or just a winterization? Come down and Talk get the best Jimbo. prices in town. Talk to Jimbo with the EAU. Yeah, with the EAU. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. You know, <laughs> just ask for Jimbo. <laughs> That's uh oh. But see, there's a leak in my dinghy. Right. <laughs> But but that's the thing is that the whole time but the whole time that you're doing this, what are you doing? You've got this you're big smiling. you've got this big grin on your face. And you're talking about all the great things that we're gonna get when we go to Banforth Marine. I mean, really, it's it's acting. It really is. Um and they like when we did the did the class, it was <laughs> awesome because they would give us these scripts and you would pick which ones you wanted to do. And they would they would straight up be like, whenever you go into the recording booth, you've got to make sure that you got a pencil, a bottle of water and a pencil. You know, so your throat starts to get dry. You've got water to freaking, you know, lube up the pipes and you've got a pencil so that when they say, OK, stop, 
you know, do this, blah, blah. You're, you're taking notes and your own little hieroglyphics on the page because you're studying that stuff beforehand. You're looking at the script and you're practicing. I mean, that whole, it, that whole, it doesn't matter what type of studio you're in people. Time is money. Well, it is. I mean, and that's, that's the thing is that, of course, the big thing is, is that it's about being easy to work with. They, they want somebody that can come in and even if they've got to do a couple takes that you're receptive, that you're not like copping an attitude or whatever, although that goes both ways. I think that, you know, as difficult as it may be for producers or engineers to be dealing with talent that it's difficult to work with, you know, according to the, you know, the class I took, it's like, dude, that goes both ways. I mean, there's times where you will come in as the voice talent and do these ads and whoever the producer and engineer are, particularly a producer, is just like you, like you can never get it right, no matter what you do. And they'll be like, okay, we'll cut out this word and, you know, shorten that up. And like, they'll just, to the point where you're just like, you know, just what, like, but you're doing whatever the hell they said to do. Yeah. Follow your nose. Right. But, Follow right. your nose. Right. Exactly. It's just crazy. But. It was an interesting class. And I mean, I would love to be able to do that kind of work. But the one thing that I definitely learned being in that class is that if you're going to do that kind of work, man, you've got to be, you've got to make yourself available at a moment's notice. Cause yeah. And you know, we had Doug, we had Doug on there. Remember? Yeah. And he, you know, you can hear it in his voice. Oh, absolutely. Like, the second he like, shifts into, you know, he sh- well, I mean, and I think that there are certain people who have, because for years, you know, doing narration for all of these Marine Corps concerts and things like that, I constantly had people coming up to me and being like, do you do commercials? Do you do like voice work? Because I'd get up there and, you know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third Marine aircraft wing live Christmas performance. You know, this type of thing. I would I would go into my into my my announcer voice. Yep. And but that's dip, but that's different than a radio oh no absolutely Uh, well and it depends i mean it depends on what you're looking for i mean you know you even get some of these commercials when you listen to them they'll have this like stereotypical sort of sort of schmaltzy guy hey we're gonna go you know whatever the thing is that he's selling you you still hear that stuff but that stuff now i think is almost done as a parody I mean, there's nobody who's legit. I, I don't think that there's anybody. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I guess there are people out there. We used to have a guy here in Maine when I was a kid. And anybody who's listening to the show who's from southern Maine knows who I'm talking about. Jolly John Pulsifer. He was a car dealer in Saco, Maine, along the Saco Auto Mile. Saco, Maine. Saco, Maine, you know. And Jolly John Pulsifer was this very successful uh, supposedly successful car salesman that's probably debatable but whatever the point is is that he was everywhere on the the radio waves on television and his thing was run go you're gonna come down come down to jolly john Pulse of his auto mile if you're gonna get the lowest price in town if you don't you run go like this thing it was just ridiculous you know the fact that you remember that much oh dude that was his catchphrase his catchphrase was wrongo 
Um, there's a guy there's, and, and again, this is, uh, there's another guy that I hear on the radio now here and, oh my God, I know, I get it. He sells cars, but he has this shtick that he does on his commercials that makes me want to reach in the radio and grab his larynx. It's just, he does this, you know, he says, and if my name isn't on your car, you pay too much. I'm like, ah, (laughs) Where? But you remember. But his... and I guess I don't even know his name. I don't even know the name of his damn dealership. All I know is that sound of his voice, and I'm like, ah. um. But that's his shtick. I mean, it's whatever. Um. But it was fun. I mean, I dug doing the class, man. You know, and I've always enjoyed sort of doing that kind of thing. I mean, you know, that's that's part of being a performer, man. It ties into the whole music thing and. You know, uh, for years I was the lead singer in like all these rock bands and stuff, you know, playing drums and then getting out front and being the lead singer. And dude, if you if you're going to be the lead singer for if you're going to be and and, and some folks out there in the audience listen to this show, hopefully will know what I'm talking about when I say if you're going to be the lead singer for a fully electric rock and roll band. (laughs) Dude, you better have some schmaltz. You better have some stones because if you're going to get out there and sell that, man, there part of that is acting. I mean, it just is. It's the way it is. Yeah, you got to you got to have you know that the chutzpah. You got to have the chutzpah. <laughs> no, yeah, you got to have you got to have that thing that's going to like. You can't just play music and then nothing in between. You have, and there's only so many times you can talk about the weather, right? Or how about that 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 quiche that they're on special today? Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, like I say, it's there's definitely a, uh, and I know folks who listen to the show have heard me say it before, but you know when I was when I was in that type of position, my big thing was about what are you going to do to incite the audience. What are you going to do to make the audience? What are you going to do when you go into a venue? And what are you going to do when you go into a venue to incite a crowd to the point where the uh, authority figures present start to get a little bit nervous about exactly what's happening? Yeah, that's a good feeling. That's a great feeling, dude. Or you know what what do you what do you say you're on tour and nobody knows who you are and you yeah you know go into a place yep. and it's like and, okay. and, and people's first instinctual reaction is like one of these guys going to be over what are you going to do what are you going to do to hold their attention you know i mean it, it's start another song just start another right. song. <laughs> just keep playing just keep playing that we're not we're not going to stop playing right no that's and that's part of it just keep playing man just keep you know keep smacking the audience in the face you know be relentless i mean there's obviously a, you know there's obviously a, a technique to that but uh yeah, but that's again, that's all that's all uh pace and tempo and and acting. So, but yeah, no. I mean, it was cool. I, I mean, and I I don't know if I'll ever I don't know if I'll ever do that kind of work, but um if I you know, it's funny because the 
I was talking the other day about the local radio station here. WBLM, the rock and roll blimp. Um, I can't believe I've said that twice in two where do, episodes. Where do they get the P from? BLM. That's WBLM. The rock and roll blimp. Yeah, I know, but why do they have I the don't P? know, man. BLM. I mean, what's it going to be other than that? The Bloom? It's a rock and roll station. I mean, something they came up with. I will tell you something that was... Do you know what? They probably used a Zeppelin. Yes. As as the uh, as as the as their, like logo, they do, yeah. Okay, they there used to do their. Mm-hmm. I remember at least years ago, their 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 logo was like a uh, it was a hand drawn sort of thing, uh, and it was like a it was like a a cartoon, and it was this Zeppelin looking thing with you know these the the guys who were I think it was. Uh, I think this guy is still on the station now all these years later, this guy called the captain. And it was like him and, and some other DJ. And it was little caricatures of them inside the little basket on the bottom of the blimp, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember years ago, they actually used to be, they used to be on uh 107.5 and they moved to 102.9 on the dial. And it was actually really neat the way that they did this because it was like there was a certain day at a certain time that they were switching frequencies on the dial. And the way that they did this, they actually made it sound. They did. They played this whole thing up that made it sound like they were getting in the blimp. And that the blimp was taking off and going over to this other frequency. So you could hear like the engines kick up, you know, like the, the that's cool, like the like the like the the wind is blowing, and you can hear the you know the engines, and they're like you know talking to what they're doing. They're gonna make the you know they're, they're getting ready to make our big move, and you know, and as they yeah, cause, as they're flying, cause normally, normally when that happens, it's it's just like they play the same song over and over and over again for like twenty four hours, right? It's like what's going on on ninety four point five? Oh, they're they're getting ready to switch over and it is you know right but it was cool but that's fucking badass it was pretty cool because like you'd hear they'd be like they'd be like you know you'd hear the the dj and stuff and and as they're taking off they're like okay everybody we'll see you at 102.9 and you'd hear them sort of fading away like the wind is blowing you hear the engines fade and then if you clicked over to 102.9 all of a sudden you could hear the engines fade in it was like you could hear the engines coming in, and all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, everybody, we're WBLM. We're about to, you know, whatever. We're you know, we're new here on Rano Two Point Nine. It was like that's kind of a cool little play, you know, thing that they did there. You almost felt like you they were literally physically moving from one place to the other. You know, I don't know. It was, I know it was probably corny, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was kind of cool. No, because a lot of people don't even know when the birth of a radio station happens. Oh, no. No. You know, just one day, uh, you know, uh, they start playing Christmas music. Right. Yeah. Well, it's... And that that, that has shifted to the left. And I will not comment on the fact that you have already... You've got full-on Christmas stuff up. Oh me? I'm not going to comment on it. Well, you don't have to comment on it. I mean, I've had everybody seems to have commented <laughs> on it. You know, everybody's like, "What are you going to do? Have Thanksgiving dinner this weekend instead of Thanksgiving?" I like, whatever, dude. 
you know, even my brother gave me grief about it. I, I at the end of the day, what your brother gives you grief uh, about? Ah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, he, dude, he gives me grief about my beard. He really? seriously, I don't even know Cause, what cause his hangup a... is about this beard. Like, we go to that benefit last weekend, man, and we're hanging out outside the brewery around this big fire pit, you know. And you know, he doesn't drink, and that's fine. You know, we're just hanging out there, and and. Somebody said something about, you know, oh, you, you know, looks at my brother. I think it was my buddy Raul looks at my brother. He's like, oh, you're the you're the older brother. You know, because my brother just has like this goatee or something. He's like, oh, you're the older brother. Oh, wow. I mean, look at that beard. I think that he was the older brother. You know, whatever. My brother's like, oh, my God, I freaking thing drives me crazy. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is your hang up about this beard? But he's like. Oh my God! You have no idea. I'm just like serious. That's when you tell him that his beard is a is a shower and not a whatever, grower. dude. I was like, listen, <laughs> man. I'm like, listen. I went 20 fucking years having to clean shave my face every damn day, every goddamn with day. no choice, like no choice, none. Guess what? I don't have to do that shit anymore. Grew my beard. Suck it. I'm on year 23. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> Dude, I'm just gonna turn eh, this thing up. I mean, maybe there'll come a day when I'll just get frisky and be like, oh, who knows? It would make Jennifer's day. I know that. You know, she's like, I miss your face. Um, I did. I did see a thing where uh, when John Philip Sousa shaved his beard off, beard off. Did they save the hair? The one time it, it actually made the news. Really? <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have it in a museum, like in a jar somewhere, like his his beard hair. <laughs> like it's like a, like a, like a Sousa Hall in DC or something. Like I, I will tell you, it's pretty cool, man. Like I've been there a couple times. Um, well, more than a couple times, but uh, you know, we actually, when I was on recruiting duty, we did this whole thing. We were taking educators there, band directors, and so forth, and we actually got an opportunity to go downstairs into like their archives where their library is. And they have like professional, they're active duty Marines who are librarians down there. And they keep all of this, I mean, archival stuff. It's not just music. I mean, they actually have like boxes that have John Philip Sousa's uniforms and shit in them. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, when you see it, you're like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, that's John Philip Sousa's uniform. You know, or these original manuscripts of like, you know, Semper Fidelis, you know, the March and whatever. I mean, it's totally wild. Um, but that's why I joke and say, like, I'm surprised they don't have like John Philip Sousa's facial hair, like in a jar or something down in like the library at Sousa Hall. <laughs> They're like, and here we have John Philip Sousa's original facial hair, which he had shaved off God knows when, you know, whatever. The March King. Well, you know, people don't realize how, like, how big he actually was. Oh, absolutely. Like, he was, you know, at, he was the, the amount of money that he, he made in the 20s, right. 1920s, yeah. 1918s, 20s, you know, like, would be like billions now. Imagine I'll 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 put it to the audience this way. And 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 by the way, 
being a musician. Yes, I mean, <laughs> but but I'll but I'll put this I'll put it to the audience this way. Imagine, imagine being a pop star, a popular music star. What? Oh, oh she dog. The text message of destiny. What in the hell? Can you hear me? What in the hell? What the hell is happening? Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and oh, Wallace, and we've got two. Holy we, mackerel! So we have Andy Wallace and Romanson Dejas on the show. Holy now. mackerel! <laughs> what are we gonna Roman do? De- De- what? De-Hazes? Does everyone have to like? So do Andy, to- what the fuck are you listening to in the background? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey. How's everybody doing today? Hey, what's going on, hey. Roman? So. All right, so let's let's make the introduction. First of all, we have Andy Wallace who joined the text message of Destiny, That's who is Jimbo's right. brother, and we have Roman Sandejas, who is one of my junior high school friends, uh, retired or he, he was a sergeant in the uh, in the army. Andy, what the fuck I'm is going on in the background, dude? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm pumping some iron. I am. <laughs> I'm getting swole. And and Roman, where I'm where in, are you I, at right now? Right now. Okay. Where I was where in were northern you? New York, um, Harrisville area, Harrisville, New York, which is it's about 40, 45 minutes from the Canadian border, kind of in the middle of northern New York. So, so Jimbo and Andy are both it's in Maine. Maine. I'm on the. <laughs> I'm on the. I'm on the other side of the Adirondack, where the Adirondack Mountains are. So. Do you? Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't think you got a clue, dude. Oh my <laughs> god. Andy. <laughs> Andy. 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 Listen, what the fuck, dude. I'm listening to the plates just slamming. I'm doing a freaking. I'm doing a. You know what I'm listening to? Stop messing with my nipples. I didn't even get it. Want me to try harder? I'm 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 listening to failure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen on, on the interwebs, this is what failure sounds like. Ultimate, ultimate failure, ultimate failure. I never You know what's what's sad is I, I understand that it's like I now understand what, what yes. ten pounds sounds like. I'm on, a, I'm on a podcast, dude. <laughs> Sorry. What? Ben Shapiro? Yeah, I'm on Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you want to say hi to Ben Shapiro? No. No. See, Ro- this is Roman. Roman's okay, let's give Roman a break. And, they, and he's like, what the fuck you, is going on? Okay. He wasn't, he didn't like Trump. I know, I know. Roman, go ahead, go dude. So, so, Roman, <laughs> so, I saw that you, so Roman owned, uh, or he built a yurt. I, oh, see, we were talking about yurts just the other day. We were talking about Genghis Khan out in uh, Mongolia. Yeah. So, yep. So what what, what, what so, inspired you to build a build a yurt? Um, I don't know, probably being a little crazy. Um, being a little, okay. little, with a little weird. I now you know I saw them on TV like you know the guys that live like in remote Alaska or just in remote places and they just like something minimalistic but still has some function to it keep you out of the elements. So 
Right. I, I knew about three years ago I wanted a yurt. I just had to find a place to put it. So I looked for about a year and I found a. You found a. You f- did we, did mm-hmm. we lose him? You f- what did you. F- no, no, no. I think. No, Roman. We, Roman he, was- he said he put his yurt somewhere, but he didn't tell us where. He's talking Wait, about he was putting his yurt somewhere. I thought he was, he was in upstate New York. <laughs> right. Yeah, upstate New York. New York. So, Andy, talk to me about this uh, beard envy you have. It's bugging the shit out of me. With man. Jimbo. I don't like it. <laughs> He looks too much like his his father-in-law. What? Oh my God. He looks. I look too much like Brian. You do, bro. Oh my God. You do. I see you. I see you with it. Like you know what? If you came walking from a distance, I'd be like, "Hey, Brian." Oh no. Well, that's what happened at uh, at at uh, my nephew's graduation party this past summer when Cameron graduated from high school. And uh, we showed him to his graduation party. And I came walking down. I was walking across this field, and Andy looks over, and he told, he's like, oh, what's Brian doing here? Dude, I'm telling you, what? Brian's, Brian's 70 years old. Listen, lose the beard, and you'll lose, like, 30 years. What is, why, why you, you'll get there. Give it time for crying out loud. I don't give a damn. That's the whole point. He's going to okay, be a wait, grandpa. Jeremy, you got me. You're right. He's going to be a grandpa. <laughs> okay, Jim. I for, I forgive you, man. I'm all for it. And not not I not know. only once, but twice. Fucking over. gray ass cheesy yeah. top motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what though? But Frank Beard, who played the drums, did not have that a beard. That is true. He was the only one in the ZZ Top who didn't have a That's beard. Weird. It's really are you I lifting weights right now, Andy? That's really can weird. Because you, <laughs> <laughs> you are. I've never, I've never, I've, I've never heard a man struggle so hard. Oh, oh my god! I, you know what he's doing? He's doing that really awkward. He's he's got that really awkward uh, where you you spread your legs and you have to like. Oh, your it's, inner like the, thighs uh, and it's like the. It's like that's, like that's the. That's the. No, no, no! It, it's no. the. It's the gyno master. The gyno mask. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, we're, I'm. Hey, I'm trying. Ro- oh, there he Roman's is. Roman's back in the program. He's back from New York. He's back uh, from the, from, from, right, from, from Northern New York. <laughs> okay, Northern so, New York. All right, all right. So, why did you build the so, York? Why did I build it? Well, I wanted to have a place. So obviously I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I like the outdoors. And I was stationed uh, back in the 90s. I was stationed in northern New York at Port Drum uh, for about five years. And I had a friend, when he got out, he stayed there. So I wanted to build a yard up there. So I bought about 300 acres up there, and I worked this summer clearing out an area, and we put it in. We built it up the last few weeks and uh, got it dried in and everything. So I just wanted a place to get away, you know, be able to get away. So wait, so when you were on your land before, where I had a fifth wheel RV out there, and it just didn't seem right. It just seemed, I don't know, it just didn't fit, right? Like it, 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 
The yurt, it fits, right? <laughs> okay, so your fifth wheel, did, were you leaving your fifth wheel out there? Yeah, yeah, I'd leave it out there. Did you ever, like, and how, how much land is this on? It's about 300 acres. Oh, shit. Damn, okay. Yeah. So there's definitely, what was, what was the biggest thing, what was, what was the biggest thing that you had to deal with, with, you know, regard to, like, animals, pests, anything like that, like leaving the, leaving the fifth wheel out there. I mean, how far out, <laughs> oh, how far oh, listen, out into the it was like, acres were you out yeah. with, the, with the fifth wheel out there? It, it's like in the middle of the woods, right? Like it's right at, near the Adirondack, where the Adirondack Mountains and the ring is, right? So it's real close. It's like eight to 10 miles from there. So it's, you're, you're miles away from, if, if something happens to you, you fucking get hurt, you get lost, whatever, something happens. Um, like, you better hope, like, it's not your time to go because uh, you're, you're probably not going to get help for an hour or two. Right. After you make the call. They, and you don't have oh, any yeah, cell? Oh, yeah. We have cell. We, we have, miraculously, we have, like, 4G out there, which is weird. But you can go to certain areas and you don't have, I mean, I could have 4G right where I'm standing right now and take 10 steps to the right and I don't have any cell phone service. It's really weird. But... Mm. It's really secluded, and if you want to get, and I think that's the problem is like nowadays we're too plugged up, right? Like we, we have, you know, we're always on the internet, we're always doing this, we're always on calls, and like there's, it's hard just to unplug. Even if you're watching TV, you're still plugged into something, right? Like you're, you're getting, you know, I don't know, media from something or somewhere. But you go out there, it's just you in the woods, right? You can go fishing, you can go hunting, you can go hiking, you can go ride four wheelers, you can ride snowmobiles. Do you, do you go? Do you go? Do you hunt? Oh yeah. What do you? Yep. What do you? In fact, do you? Uh, what do you hunt with? Um, a rifle. I have a 308 rifle. In fact, I'm outside of Bed Bath and Beyond, about to go into Bed Bath with and the Beyond. Eight. To <laughs> not with my 308. Oh, I could. I could. <laughs> Technically, listen. Te- he could though. Hey, uh, te- he lives uh, in Texas. Yeah, Jimbo, he could. could. I could, but no. My my 308 is it's back in New York still because I don't. It's a pain in it's a pain in the nuts to go back and forth through TSA with it, right? Oh, like yeah, checking it imagine. in and everything. So, yeah. So I'm actually about to walk in the bed back and beyond and buy a uh, uh, vacuum seal because I need a vacuum seal. Some meat. We shot a deer this weekend, and I brought some of it back home. Ah, so, good man. How big? Um, I think it dressed out at like 160 pounds. Oh, nice. So, nice. Andy, Andy Jesus dude. Christ. Andy's on, I'm, Andy's assuming on this is, I'm assuming this is a buck. No, it was a doe. Oh, it was a doe. Okay. It's his, it's his <laughs> land. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. That's the game works. <laughs> The game wardens are like, ah, no, 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 no. No, that's good, man. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's a heck of a that's a heck of a kill for the season. So, so Roman, the way this works, uh, because you're a first time uh, text message of destiny, and uh, I'm you're my friend, then Jimbo can ask you any, any question. question. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you have to any answer. Question. It. Are you ready for this? Because I'm telling you, you got to. Oh, shit, he oh he's like, up. I'm out. <laughs> he, he did not. I'm out. Uh, he be be having, like, some <laughs> they don't have any connectivity in Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> they want you to focus. 
He's they probably tired of Andy's like, heavy breathing. We need you to focus on the my pillow. Okay. All right. He's Robin. back. He's back. All right. So, so you you got Jim is going to ask you a question. Oh, you got to answer. Goodness. God. Okay. What's the, what's the question? Oh, he's gone again. He's, oh, he's like, I got a question. <laughs> yeah. He's like, guys, I have a question. No. So, uh, and, and you know, he, he wants to start a oh, podcast, really? by the way. Yeah. And so I, I was giving him like ideas and I told, I told him about the platform that we use yeah. and, and all that. And so exactly what, why we started exactly it, but, what uh, lift are you doing right now, Andy? I'm doing flies. Ooh. Yeah, you are. What do you? What do you? What do you? you what, what's your? Out. What's your weight? Um, it doesn't yeah. matter. No, it that doesn't matter. You, it doesn't matter about the weight. Fine. It's the weight, but it matters the sets and the reps. I'm doing. Th- I'm doing back. three sets of ten sixties yeah. or well thirty thirty. Oh shit! Dang. Oh, you're so Dude. strong. Oh, you're I'm so trying to get strong. rid of these man boobs, bro. Uh, Guys, All right, listen. Robin, you have a question. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm fucking up y'all's podcast. Uh, sorry. No, it's, it's just, okay. So now you're now it's fine. We don't know. We're, we're, we're not, not. We're not qualified. I feel like I'm even below that. If that's even, <laughs> no. you know, if that's even possible. But if if JB and I are doing this, anybody can do this. Right. And anybody. And anybody. On episode is doing seventy. It, believe me. That, there's it. so much truth in that. You have no idea. It's funny. He just said he goes. He blew me and then paused. Like that's just an awkward statement when you put it that word. You know that way. You know he blew me and then you pause and you like don't finish the thought. But anyway, so I I just put my phone on do not disturb because I guess every time somebody calls or something comes, it like kicks me off or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Well, real quick, I'm gonna ask you the question because um, because you're 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 jumping on. And JB requested you, so so I'm gonna ask you the question. Did, uh, you and JB were friends in middle school. Yes. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I can think of I can think of a question right now, and I probably end up we probably end up losing a whole lot of freaking a whole, we don't I'd probably end up losing a whole lot of fans. But uh, <laughs> uh, you have fans. We we're on oh, the football were. team together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so this is so this is the question. So, uh, Roman, cup or no cup? Uh, definitely a cup. Oh, okay. A small one, but definitely a cup. Oh shit! <laughs> now, not that I, not that I was checking him out, but you know the cup with. That, those are the days that they actually made you like walk through and take a shower, right? Like you didn't. Yes. Coach, and then the coach, coach Maynard, right? Coach, coach Maynard. Was it coach? And then Coach Barry. Remember Coach Barry? Like, he, Coach Coach Barry. So yeah. we had so in junior high in Irving, yeah. Texas, Crockett Junior High. He was the oldest. Coach Barry. He had the world record. Yes, for the most Guinness ball caps. World record. The Guinness Book yep. for most ball caps. And then his assistant coach Rex Maynard would always hand like yeah, hand out oh, the yeah, towels nice. to us. Why the fuck? Why the fuck do you have to have a coach hand because out? Because he's towels sizing to you, you up against <laughs> your towel. That's why. Yes, that's just that simple. Yep. That's just that simple. 
Yeah. yeah. And they were, and they were, they were like older guys too. So like, like when you're 12, 11, 12 or whatever, right? You don't think about that kind of stuff. You get older and you're like, man, like, those that guys, was, yeah, those guys shouldn't have had that job. Dude, if you ask, <laughs> listen, something, something wasn't right. If you ask Coach Barry, right. if you ask Coach Barry, could he tell you if Jeremy's cut or uncut? Would he know? Coming from the guy that's heavy breathing on the podcast. No, I'm the skitter who's talking to himself while he's lifting. Who's using? Hey, dude. Hey, tell me when you get to the shake wake, okay? We have carnal knowledge. Oh my god! (laughs) Too ridiculous. And hey, so Roman uh, Jimbo retired from the Marines. Nice, congratulations, uh, February. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Gunnery Sergeant James R. Wallace. Waliche. Waliche. So yeah, so so how how far away is of a drive is the Fort Drum from you guys? Jimbo and Andy. Uh, you can probably get out to Fort Drum in six hours. What do you think? Eight hours? Six? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's It's, re- pretty, it's like, still that far. It is pretty. Like New York is pretty wide, right? Like it's it's a good to get to Connecticut, Maine. Like I've looked at it because I hear Maine's really nice, right? Like Maine. I wanted you know to go to like that part of Canada, um, but yeah, it's a good little drive. Eight hours, but it's no. some. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's, it's, a it's where I mean, it's a beautiful country though. Where in Western New York? I mean, it's it's right on the. So if you're going to Lake Placid, you know where Lake Placid is. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's like right? So if you, yeah, right the yeah, so if, you if you go to Lake Placid, wow. I'm west of Lake Placid, directly west of Lake Placid. About We're like, what do we do now? Everyone's in free fall. Well, yeah, but see, you don't, you don't. There, there's a lot you have to worry about, well, and so dick pics is one of that's them. One of the things we talk. <laughs> so, having teenage boys, my son is about to turn 13 next month, and it's really quite fucking interesting. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm 45 years old. I've been in the army. I've, but I've never had. I had a stepson that was teenage, but it's different. I think having your own kid, oh, yeah. being a teenage boy, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's some, it's some like really fucked up times. It's weird, man. It's like, I don't even remember being this kind of like, I don't know. We'll talk about that. But anyway, so the finger lakes are about two, two hours away. Not far at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Roman on Thursdays, it's, it's uh, YouTube Thursdays, and we all talk about, yeah, and you may it may have to look, but, like, what's the last video on YouTube you watched? Hold on real quick. Let me. You might you might hang up, but then you can reconnect, because it always hangs up on me when I have to go back and look. But, oh, Andy, what's, boring, the, what's the last YouTube video you watched? Oh, you know what? No, I know. Yeah, mine is probably <laughs> boring, too. My no, boring one was okay, the uh, so Trump Andy, lawyer news conference. That's, yeah. That did yeah. happen today. That happened yeah. today. That was, hey, that I'm just today. saying. I'm just saying for anybody who watched that. Wow, dude. Some of the stuff that these some of the stuff that these attorneys are bringing up, you were like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, seriously, it's, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I, I, I. I 
I listened the, the to pictures it. that I saw was the the weird thing was was that the dude like Giuliani's <laughs> well, hair that's color my, my understanding. <laughs> See, the, the thing is that I I listened to it. I didn't watch it. But later on, I heard people commenting on what they saw, and they said that he was just like sweating profusely. Yeah. Well, it lasted like what two and a half hours. Yeah, it was a long freaking thing. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. I mean, but I listened to a little bit. I had a couple conference calls in between, right? So I was like jumping off and on and listening to it. But it's I don't know. But the last video that I watched was. Um, uh, about composting toilets. That's the oh, last video. There you go. Yeah. Well, so yeah, but you have a yard. That's Obviously, we have an outhouse, right? That we have like about maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 yards from the yard. Right. But I'm trying to figure out how to do the restroom and the comp. I'm trying to wrap my head around that, you know, the whole composting toilet. Like, buy my own or make my own, buy one. And if I buy one, which one? So that's kind of what I was doing this morning. In between classes. So, what do you do? Like Jimbo had a, I, I think had a valid question. What do you do uh, uh, in the yurt about and and the the fifth wheel about really the hard. animals? Like the mice, like the, the fifth wheel's getting ready to get out of there probably in the next week or two because like we already got snow. We were getting snow yesterday. Um, you, and it was like Mickey Mouse romp house. When, I mean, there's mice fit everywhere, yeah. and so you and me next time, little, buddy. Like. Sorry. Like, there's little mice running everywhere. So, you know, mom and dad had, it was like the, the mouse motel. So, as soon as you leave, I and mean, we would put traps and bait and stuff like that, and we would get some of them, but it's just hard to keep them out. Out of the yurt, I think it's going to be a little bit easier because it's an elevated platform and it's, it's pretty, it's sealed up pretty good right now. So, all right. Jimbo, I what was your last have YouTube video? This thing. It's a video called Mathematics. And it, it well, I don't of know. What? Is everybody still here? Vibration. Mathematics uh, of what? Oh, I, yeah, I saw yeah. Mathematics of vib- uh, Mathematics of Vibration. Uh, yeah, it, it's wild. It's, uh, they have this, um, this table. And they and this guy covers it with uh, it looks like it's like salt or something, and somehow he can get this table to resonate at certain frequencies. So he'll take this thing and he'll rub it. Um, it's like a rubber mallet that he rubs on the edge of the table, and you can hear the table sort of vibrate, almost like a gong. And you'll see all of the. Uh, You'll see all of the the salt on the table slowly <coughs> assume all of these like geometric figures in accordance with the various vibrations. And what it's doing, I guess, is that you're seeing what is um, a two dimensional standing wave of the frequency that's being emitted by the table. <laughs> Which is wild because like you don't we like we hear sounds all the time and you know, we listen to music all that type of stuff but we don't we can't see what we're hearing because it's vibrations in the air and what this yeah. table is actually doing is capturing that visually like what do these frequencies look like when they come into contact with other frequencies 
And it's wow. totally wild, man. I had never seen something yeah. like that. I was like, that is fucking crazy, man. So, yeah. Now, I'll share it on the page. It was pretty cool. I, yeah. I encourage folks to check it out. It was pretty wild. That is that is cool. It's just how much time did somebody have to figure that out? You know, it was like, hey, I'm going to throw some salt on a table. Hey, I got a rubber mallet over here. Let me see what I can do with this and some salt on the table. Well, apparently. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's. it's uh, Yeah. I. Well, yeah, but, you know, oh, they, yeah. they've yeah. weaponized yeah. Yep. sound. So, you know, all right. So mine, uh, you know, because of COVID and stuff, uh, the masters for this year was yeah, actually I did see last that. week. Yep. Oh, did, are yep. you talking, are you talking about John uh, Brom's freaking shot and... across the pond? <laughs> no, no. We <laughs> talked about that on Monday. No, mine is, is that, you know, I don't know if y'all, y'all know uh, who won the Masters. That was Tiger Woods. Was it? Okay. It was Tiger Woods, right? So, returning champion. Uh, he had a he had a really good day on Thursday, and then Friday was cut short because of, they had to start late because of rain and stuff. Damn rain! So he Damn had to rain play two rounds, like Ugh. a round and a half. He had to play twenty holes <laughs> on Saturday. Dude, Tiger Woods, Tiger Tiger Woods, had and to play uh, 20 on holes? Sunday, he. Okay. Oh. On Saturday, yeah, because yeah, they cut him short. Yeah. So, so on Sunday, uh, he gets to the par three, and he's having, like, all this trouble because, like, well, where's the wind? Where's the wind, right? And he keeps on throwing up grass and, you know. So, on a par three, he hits the first shot, oh, short, shit. and goes into the creek. So, he's like, okay, sweet. I'm going to take the yep. drop, right? Smart move. So he gets to move over. He goes to the drop, worried about the wind, and guess what happens? He hits a short uh. or puts a lot of spin on it and goes in the creek. So he's like, all right, sweet. Okay. Now he's hitting five. Uh, I'm not, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm not going to miss this. So he goes long where he goes in the sand. Okay. That's shot six. I got to get out, of it, but it's a really awkward stance. All right. I got to get it out of here. He gets it out. Guess what happens? It goes past the flag and goes into the Good drink. Lord. Now he's hitting eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then instead of because it went out, he has to hit the sand shot again. Well, he hits the sand shot again. Now we're hitting nine. And then he makes the putt. God Tiger Woods dang, on a par dude. three makes a 10. Even I don't golf at all, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> like, and and he went from being four under, right? Going into that hole, he was four under, and he, because he got a ten, dude. he was seven oh. over. He was plus three, oh. leaving that hole. Dude, it had four hundred to plus three of golf ever. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and and there's yeah yeah there's the guy I posted the video yeah. about the Inuit ear pulling. His name is John Boy. He does a <laughs> play by video. play of it. It's fucking amazing. okay. And that's, that's my cool. YouTube that's video. That's legit. <laughs> because because he highlights he raises the, right. the like him talking to oh, his yeah, yeah. Patty throughout the whole thing. 
You know what I mean? Like, so what do we do now? Could you imagine talking to the caddy? I already like, asked you once. So what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> so the the bigger so the big question is Roman. Now you now you know how it works, right? And and I told Jimbo before, like yeah. you want to start yeah. your own podcast. Yeah, mine is right. The dropping the calls and stuff, but yeah, it's well, it's that, easy. but that stuff happens. I mean, honestly, like we've been doing this thing yeah. for a yeah. while. Yeah. And there are days where, you know, we'll get somebody on and, and especially if they're, especially if they're, uh, if they're in their vehicle or something like that. I mean, you're going to, you come across all that sort of difficulty, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. 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 Seven, this is episode yeah. seven. Cool. Congratulations on the well, seven thanks, zero. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, and. Yeah. Yeah, That's for uh, for all the folks who are out there, you know, thanks yeah, to, to Roman for joining us on the program. Uh, my brother Andy, thank yeah, you man, for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it's it. A pleasure. And uh, you know, my bro- my brother, I think he bailed. I think he got. I think he had to go towel off somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, slow down. Anyway, uh, but as always, you know, a couple guys who don't know anything talking about everything, and uh, tell your family, tell your friends. Monday, new music Monday. We're gonna see what we can dig up, and uh, we'll be talking to everybody then. All right, later. Cool. Bye. Take care, guys. All right, bye. <laughs>